Welcome to the Auburn Live Podcast, your home for bold, insightful, and honest conversations around Auburn athletics. How about you, everybody? Welcome into the Monday edition of Inside the 20 with myself and Keith Niebuhr. I am your host, Jeffrey Lee, Senior Recruiting Editor for Auburn Live on 3. I join, I'm joined, as I always am, by Mr. Keith Niebuhr. Keith, how about you, man? What's going on, man? I don't know. You know, it's a little early on Monday. Yeah, we're recording about an hour earlier than usual. And, and I don't know, man. I'm not a morning person anymore. I used Woo! to be. Not anymore. I don't know what happened. Uh, I don't either. But... The show must go on, Keith. The show must go on. That's right. The show must go on, Keith. It's uh, Monday, January 16th. Two days left in the yeah. transfer portal window. It closes on the 18th. Of course, it, it doesn't matter for Auburn. It's going to end on the 18th. Anyways, that is the last day to add classes for Auburn. So that's Wednesday. So you got 48 hours left to get somebody to class. Uh, right now, Auburn's got 12 transfer commitments slash signings, although signings with transfers have are, are meaningless. Uh, we've learned that. Hell, we've seen guys flip. We've seen Avery Jones flip. We've seen yeah. uh, Walter Rouse flip three times, I think. <laughs> so uh, these signings don't mean anything until these kids start class, and Wednesday is the last day to add. <clears throat> right now, as far as I've got it, Keith, of the guys that we've confirmed to visit, only two have not made a commitment, and that is Damian George, yeah. offensive lineman Damian George from Alabama, and, of course, Nick Jackson, the linebacker from Virginia, who visited Friday or Saturday and left saying he didn't want to talk. But uh, I did get confirmation that he doesn't plan to transfer until after the spring when he graduates from Virginia. So those two guys are the only two guys that we know of who have visited Auburn and have yet to make a decision. Now, that doesn't mean they didn't have somebody in last night like they did every Jones a week ago. That doesn't mean they're not going to have people in today or tomorrow. There's still time to do that. And we know that Auburn's still looking for a quarterback. Where We know they're still looking for – uh, another offensive lineman, another edge, another linebacker. Uh, yeah. Will they get those guys in before Wednesday? It remains to be seen. But you never know. Yeah, cloud of secrecy surrounding uh, – Very tight. Four guys. And the reason is we know when a high school kid visits, there's that sugar high. Sure. And and so then they back – you know, the sugar high off the visit. Hey, it was great. You know, they're ready to jump in. And then they take a step back. And then go take more visits. These guys don't have that time. So the sugar high is what you're looking for. Because you know that if you get this guy on the sugar high on the visit, uh, there may not be any other visits. They're under a time crunch, these transfers. And also in this NIL era, Jeffrey, if you don't want as a school everybody else knowing who you even have on campus because they may try to get that guy. If they know Auburn's interest in a guy, that's going to pique their interest in a guy. And uh, – Nobody wants that price driven up, right? That NIL price. So it's, there's just all kinds of – I mean, you think it wouldn't be that big a deal. You think, okay, look, Auburn's recruiting a kid. Who cares? It's Auburn. You know if you know if one big school likes some other big schools like them. But they really – we're finding out that a lot of schools, it's not just Auburn. They do not want that information percolating out to others. Uh, they also don't want specifically the quarterback position. Man, that is under lock and key. That that they that absolutely they don't want that out there uh, because I, I don't know I just think that you know what we've seen in high school at the high school level is the uh, one school offers a kid and then everybody offers them and so there is that kind of follow the leader type mentality and so if if 
if you're another school out there and you're unsure about a quarterback, but you know Hugh Freeze and Philip Montgomery's after the guy, well, hey, hell, guys, I think we need to take a second look at this. I mean, they're not going after stiffs. Look at Philip Montgomery's track record. Look at Hugh Freeze's track record. And so I think that's another reason why. And uh, also, man, these NIL deals are just mm. – we, we can't – it's hard to even access the dollar amounts. You know, there's such a I, – I don't know, man. I'm not, I don't enjoy that element of it, to be honest with you, Jeffrey. It, it's really – it's going to blow up in the faces of – it's not going to last. This is not sustainable. Right. But I can't but imagine it being just recruiting coverage. It does make it difficult because usually if, it, if someone's saying, Hey, look, I'm really into Auburn. It's done. It's I'm good. It's, it's over. It's over 99 times out of a hundred. But in this NIL world, uh, guys are, they're leaving a school and that school's feeling great. And two days later, they've got another school. feeling great. It's, it's basically the, the high school recruiting on steroids basic is, is what it is. Absolutely. You know, it's uh it's insane. I know I'm talking in circles, but we're just trying to get our arms around it. And you so are the colleges, quite frankly. I mean, if you're Brett Bielema, you just landed in December a very talented center from East Carolina, Avery Jones. And you've done nothing to – there's been nothing out there to think for you to think that you're not getting this kid. And then the last day of the January 4th through January 8th visit period for transfers, Auburn gets them on campus with just hours left, just literally just a few hours left. He falls in love with Auburn and the situation there. And uh, what was it? A day later, he's flipped. He was on his way. He was packed and driving to Champagne, and didn't make it. It was Sunday afternoon. He was literally gone. Literally waiting as a staff. And 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 it's funny if you're an Auburn fan because you just picked up a start, probably your starting center. But everybody at Auburn knows that someday Auburn's going to be on the other side of that. Ooh. And it hurts. And so if you're Illinois, then you you're back to the drawing board. So. Great pickup for Auburn, obviously, but that just shows you the instability right now in, in, in the recruiting world with transfers. But yeah, Auburn's done great so far, Jeffrey. I mean, of the 12 guys, I think uh, nine of them are ranked at 21st or better at their respective positions in the on three transfer portal rankings. We all think at least six or seven of them are starters. I end up being starters in year one. I think up to nine of them could be starters next season. So you know, Auburn's done great specifically on the offensive and defensive lines and mm. now at linebacker with the latest pickup, which which you wrote about Austin Keys. But uh, again, addressing the needs has been significant. Not a huge need at defensive back, so they're not really touching that yet. Uh, tight end, they wanted a guy that fit their system. They got him in Rivaldo Fairweather. Running back and kick returner, they've wanted a guy that fit their system. They got one in Brian Matee of USF. Uh, offensive line, two starting tackles in a the center they've gotten. I'd say that's pretty good. <laughs> defensive line, which needed to get better and needed more bodies because the rotation's been so small the last few years, they bulked up there with talent. So they brought in bodies. Uh, the last couple of years, they brought in bodies. We don't know how good those guys were. This year, they brought in bodies. Those guys should be able to, if not start, certainly be in the rotation and playing a lot and making a difference. Linebacker, same thing. Uh, the only really uh, areas where there's been some shortcomings uh, edge rusher and obviously quarterback. Uh, you know, edge rushers are uh, they're, they're it's a premium position. Same with quarterback. So it's hard to get those guys. But again, you do. We should point out there should there is another transfer window after spring practice. I think that one's 15 days. That'll be an absolute feeding frenzy as Holy well. Yeah. But at least if you're Auburn, you've got all these needs addressed. You'll have spring practice to then go through and really, uh, you know, 
intensely evaluate your roster, and then you'll know for sure what you need moving forward. And it may only be three or four guys at that point, and you can lock in on those guys. So um, I think Auburn's in a great spot. Like we keep saying, so much better spot than just four to six weeks ago. Mm. Amazing yep. turnaround. A lot of good players that are going to start. Have the number two transfer portal ranking uh, from on three. Uh, yeah. Still still a lot behind UCLA. I don't think anybody's going to be able to catch UCLA. So two is about as high as you're going to be able to get. And Auburn's there uh, with 48 hours to go. Keith, turning, I want to talk to you about the quarterback situation in the 2024 class. We talked about the transfer portal guys. Auburn wants an experienced guy, but they also need guys, those program quarterbacks, those young guys to come in and be ready to to uh, contribute in two to three years. you got to have those guys on the rush. you got to have those guys ready. Before we do, man, I want everybody to uh, – yes. I, I know everybody here is looking for a car, and then they're going, where can I go? I don't know what to do. I need, I need a new car, and I don't know who to call. You're welcome. Caleb Schofield, folks. Mike Patton, Auto in LaGrange, Georgia. Give him a call, 5, 3, uh, 334-531-0996. New Ford, Lincoln, Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, and Honda. And the used car lot is even more diverse. All used cars have to pass a multi-point inspection before they even think about selling them. They back those cars with a free three-month, 3,000-mile warranty. Keith himself is enjoying that right now. And the new vehicles come even more insured. Lifetime powertrain warranty, unlimited time, unlimited miles, and it's free. Absolutely free. Not in the market for a car. You need 300 bucks. Send them to Caleb. He'll give you those. He'll give you that 300 bucks. 334-531-0996. Caleb Schofield at Mike Patton Auto there on Lafayette Parkway in LaGrange, Georgia. Keith. Uh, Auburn lost a commitment. Yeah. Uh, let's see, what's today? Monday, they lost it. Was it yesterday? Saturday? Saturday. 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 Adrian Posse from Mater Day. Mater Academy in High School, which is Miami. There you go. From Miami, he was a Eric Heastall guy. He was a Brian Harson guy. Uh, where I, I don't think anybody really – thought that this guy would stick just because he's not from the staff. I mean, this was, yeah. again, uh, not Hugh Freeze's pick. So, opened his recruitment up on Saturday. Where does Auburn turn now, Keith? Well, if we could backtrack for one second, Jeffrey, when he committed, it was during Big Cat weekend. And you'll recall there were two guys that wanted to commit that weekend, two quarterbacks. The other was a kid named Prentice Aaron Noland out of uh, the Atlanta area of uh, Langston Hughes High School in Fairburn, Georgia, just west of Atlanta. They both wanted to commit. And uh, and the staff basically said, let's just take one, because to our knowledge, they hadn't told Posse that they would take a second quarterback in the class. So they created a, a situation there, right? Oh. Uh, yeah. So they hadn't told mm -hmm. him, hey, you know, you're probably going to be one of two. So they and, – and he didn't necessarily want to be one of two because I think he had some opportunities to be the second guy – at other schools, including Notre Dame. So, so they took his commitment and, and had Aaron Nolan kind of back off. And then he really pumped the brakes on his recruitment. But Aaron Nolan is, you know, while we don't think he's been reoffered by this staff yet, still is communicating with them to our understanding and will visit Auburn soon. And so that situation there was, and Aaron Nolan, by the way, was fine being part of a two QB class. He didn't, he didn't mind. I think Posse would have come around to it. I think Posse just wanted to be at Auburn, but, Auburn certainly, from what we know and have been told by multiple people, didn't handle that uh, that great. You know what I mean? So you had both of them there at Big Cat Weekend. Both of them wanted to commit. One of them got to commit. He committed in front of everybody there. 
mm. while the other one had to sit and watch that. Mm. Okay. I mean, just, you know. With, with his four-star teammates all around him. Yeah, who none of them ended up, except for one, Terrence Love going to Auburn. So would it have made a difference if they take Aaron Nolan? I don't know, because Brian Harson ultimately got fired in the end anyway, along with Eric Keyson. That could have blown everything up. Who knows? But point being, that's, that's where they were. And Adrian Posse was a guy that, again, didn't have a lot of options. But then he transferred schools last fall uh, and wasn't able to play until midseason. So he didn't get to get the full season. People kind of lost track of him. Uh, so his recruitment's now going to start all over again. But he hadn't had any contact at all with the new staff, Jeffrey. And I talked to his dad on Friday. We, we kind of our, our gut feeling was we need to reach out to this guy. We haven't heard anything. Uh, that same day, his father told us, that he hadn't talked to, that the son hadn't talked to anybody at Auburn since Cadillac Williams was coach, mm-hmm. uh, was the interim coach, excuse me. Um, we know that Philip Montgomery, the OC, and Hugh Freeze, the head coach, went to another school that same day, first thing in the morning, Little Rock Academy in Arkansas, to see Walker White, a four-star 2024 quarterback. So obviously at that point, things are lining up. We were told that Auburn had tried to reach out to, to a posse for a couple of days, Uh to kind of part ways with them. And that, and so that's what happened Saturday, I guess, either Friday afternoon, Friday night or Saturday, they finally got a hold of him and the two sides decided that it was best if, if a decommitment was made, he went on his own. Now, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. He's got a big arm. He's a, a big kid, uh, but more of a pro style guy, Jeffrey, like you said, fit Brian Harson's offense. So again, all that to get to where we're at now, Walker white is one quarterback. He's on campus on Monday. He's visiting Auburn on Monday. Uh, he's got a lot of visits. Uh, Arkansas over the weekend, Auburn on Monday when we're recording, Alabama on Tuesday, Texas a and going to get him in town later, Clemson's going to get him in town later. Um, so that they've got a lot going on, Jeffrey, at the quarterback position. Walker White, though, seems to be the number one guy. I do, Keith, and you talked about last night on the call-in show reading tea leaves. And to me, you talk about red flags with Adrian Posse. This is like green flags with Walker White. <clears throat> Where did Hugh Freeze – show up the first day he could in Little Rock, Arkansas. You talked about that already. Uh, we know that White has mutual interest in Auburn. I think Auburn's not going to have much trouble getting quarterbacks with Hugh Freeze on campus, with Philip Montgomery, with Kent Austin. Uh, it's going to be, uh, I would expect, high-caliber quarterbacks wanting to play in this offense. Uh, Walker White, being from Arkansas, he's a four-star kid. He's a big guy. Big guy. Well, see, I mean, he, he's not He's – not, Skinny, he's not scrawny, he's 6'3", 225. At least that's what he's listed at as a 16-year-old. Four-star quarterback, number 13 quarterback in the country, according to the On3 consensus, the number one overall player in Arkansas. That, that'll tell you how good he is and then how high free, Freeze has him on the board. If, when he visits, which you think, Keith, today? Supposed to be today. We're, and we're recording Monday, MLK Day. Okay. So, uh, I, I'll be curious to see. What, what have you gotten the feedback from him, Keith, as far as – yeah. I mean, Auburn. I think so. Here's the deal. He's a super and he goes to Little Rock Christian and that should be a little giveaway. He's a super religious kid, highly religious. I don't know if super is the right word. Deeply religious kid from a religious family. Um, and, we, you know, we're in the South. OK, that's pretty common, but not everybody is that. Not everybody fits that mold. He does. Well, who else is who, who does that align with? You freeze. He has told me that he. Really, he loves that Christian element, that Christian aspect that Hugh Freeze brings. And also, you know, for those of you wondering, what about the trouble Freeze got in? What what about that? I mean, he's had to address it time and again. I kind of feel bad for the guy, to be honest with you. But I asked Walker White about that. What what about 
Well, actually, no, I didn't even have to ask him. I'm sorry. He brought it up and he said, I love the redemption story of Hugh Freeze. So he knew about that. He knows a lot about Hugh Freeze. Okay. He knows about the, the, uh, the religious element that, that Freeze is bringing to his program, that, that that's, you know, um, and that's not going to be for every kid, but I think that is for Walker White. He loves the redemption story. And, uh, and so when he visits Monday, it's going to be his first chance to really, now he's met Hugh Freeze, but it was just a handshake. That's really a hello. That's all you can do when they visit the school uh, at this stage. Uh, when the coach always, visits. The- that's right. When a coach visits the school. But he, again, I think my gut says this is going to be a guy that we're going to have to watch real closely. Okay. This is a guy. This is A1. This is their number one guy. Now, he's also high on the board at Ole Miss and Clemson, too, which now Clemson's a real threat. Dabo, same thing. Big religious. religious oh, yeah. Right? But also, Dabo just hired a new offensive coordinator. So, they, they've they got some heat within Clemson again because they lost it a little bit, let's be honest, with their offense. Well, they hired Garrett Riley from TCU, one of the hot young OCs in the country. That's going to put Clemson in it. And then he visits Alabama on Tuesday. So, yeah. you never count out Alabama. And I don't know if I mentioned Ole Miss or, or not, but Ole Miss is oh, yeah. Arkansas. You got Kendall Bras to me, and then Texas A&M. Obviously, those are the schools to watch. Those are the schools he's visiting, and those are the schools to watch. But my gut says Auburn is very high on his list. I think after this visit today, we're going to learn. Excuse me, Monday, we're going to learn a lot, and we're going to come to the realization that this guy is going to have Auburn very high on his board, just as they have him. That's my. That's what my gut's telling sure. me. Sure, there's too much with the religious angle there. Okay. okay. Uh, and I think that could give Hugh Freeze a real and his staff a real in. I mean, do you think do you think about that stuff that I just mentioned when you think about Texas A&M and Jimbo Fisher? You don't. Right. Do you think about that stuff when you think about Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin? No. You don't. And that's not a knock on those guys. They're tremendous coaches. But it's it's, you know, I'm only going by what he said. There were no leading questions. Hey, how do you feel about the religious element? Hey, what do you think about Hugh Freeze's redemption story? He brought that stuff up. Something to watch. Yeah, important to note, uh, the on three RPM recruiting prediction machine has Ole Miss as a heavy favorite right now. The reason why, he's visited Ole Miss one, two, three, yeah. four, five, at least five times that we're aware of. He's been to in-state Arkansas at least three times we're aware of. Alabama twice. He'll make that third visit on Tuesday. He's also been to TCU, Mississippi State, at least according to his on three. Pro- Those are confirmed visits. Now, I'm not- point out who these teams land as transfers could impact his recruitment as well. If Auburn or Ole Miss land a fifth-year guy, they're going to be gone. No problem, right? But what if one of these schools, like an Ole Miss, lands a Walker Howard? That's what, that's, that was my problem with Walker and Howard. And you're behind him. Clemson, which seems to be very much in the hunt, has been getting a lot of quarterbacks lately. Cade Klubnik two years ago. He's now the starter. This this cycle that just ended, the 2023 class, Clemson signed Chris Fazina, who everybody knows that covers Auburn or follows Auburn. He's that's from right. Birmingham. So then you'd be stacking them. Well, Alabama's had great success stacking them, and it hasn't hurt them. But a lot of programs, it's hard. That that's a hard sell. It's a hard sell. Nobody wants to sit three years or four years anymore. You know what I mean? So uh, something to watch there. And, and Auburn, obviously, probably a faster wind, uh, a faster uh, timetable to play. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, we think. I mean, there's L- less traffic. Yeah, less traffic right now. But what if Auburn brings somehow gets Walker Howard? I mean. Things can change in an instant, but I would say right now Auburn's very much in the thick of things with Walker uh, Walker Howard, Walker White with Walker White. Something we're going to be tracking at Auburn Live on three. If you're not a member of that site, we ask you to go check us out, man. Right now, uh, there's still a special going on twenty nine ninety nine until next September. That's, that's the next time you'll have to pay thirty bucks now until 
through August. Let's put it that way. We'll be tracking the transfer portal over the next 48 hours. The 2024s are starting to arrive on campus. Uh, already have been this past weekend. They're going to continue throughout the month of January before the dead period reenacts, reengages at the end of the month. And, of course, signing day that first Wednesday in February. We'll be tracking it all over online. Hey, if you're not a, uh, subscribed to our YouTube channel, please do so. We're so close to 5K, Keith. So close. Yeah, we're getting there. We're getting Just there. need a few more to go subscribe. It's free, it's free, folks. Hit that notification. You'll get all our videos uh, brought to your phone. We will oh. be back. I did want to throw in one thing, Jeffrey. Okay. A 2026 quarterback. Is uh, yeah, I, I don't dabble in those. You don't? <laughs> Dude, I mean, how, how, how young does that make him? A very young. Landon Duck. Duckworth from Jackson, Alabama is visiting Auburn on Monday as well. Oh, I wonder if he's any uh, kin to Tim. When a guy's a 2026, that means we'll be you, you, at earliest, he'd probably be playing in 2028. I'll be, I'll be 50 yeah. years old. I don't know if we'll be alive in 2028. Okay. Yeah, he's know. like 13. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll still have, we, he's Brooks's age. Will we still have a country in 2020? I mean, things can change fast. Okay. <laughs> you know, but, uh, he's visiting Monday as well too. And, and, and that just goes to show you they're, they're as a staff, they're working early and early, earlier and earlier on guys to try to get in. I, I really do need to know if, if, if he's 18 in 2026, that means he was born in 2008. He's two years older than Brooks. He's about 14. He is. Yeah. He's 14. Wow. wow. Kid wow. must be good, man. Six for three. Yeah. Hey, 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 guys like that keep us in business. Keith, if there were no uh, elite prospects after the 2023 class or 2024 class, we'd be hurt. We wouldn't, we wouldn't have a job. So we are grateful. Anyways, hey, appreciate everybody listening, man. We'll be back Wednesday morning with another Inside the Dish. Uh, inside the Edition. Inside the 20. <laughs> we'll do it live. Yeah. <laughs> All right, my son off. Uh, appreciate it, man. For Keith, for Zach in the back, I'm Jeffrey Lee, man. Y'all stay out of the left lane. See ya.